0: welcome back to the jordan site mini podcast thank you so much for listening in this episode i speak with inner circle member kimberly who is incredible i'm super excited for you to hear this conversation Kimberly did not grow up with much awareness of of health. She did not grow up with much money. She grew up mostly eating a lot of canned foods and a lot of things that were just easier to access and also had a longer shelf life. So in this episode, we discuss how she's been able to overcome that and how she started to lose weight and how she started to improve her health overall while also overcoming imposter syndrome, overcoming a lot of fear that she's had in relation to health and fitness. And then later on in the episode, we also discuss how to improve her ankle stability and her husband's shoulder stability and health as well. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do, please give it a a review on iTunes. Those have been incredibly helpful. And if you want to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at the link in the description. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hi, Jordan.
0: Oh my God, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing very well. Oh, hold on. Let me turn this light on so you can see me a little bit better. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you. I've been um, looking forward to talking. So this is is good.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm super excited. So... Number one, I just want to get to know you a little bit better. So so do me a favor. Just tell me about yourself and then let me know how I can help in any way possible.
1: All right. Well, I, I'll give you a little bit of background story on me. I grew up in a very rural town in Florida, very okay. southern town in Florida, which believe it or not, those do exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, grew up on the, I would say, the lower class side of poor. Okay. So food was... We always had enough to eat, but not always of the best quality. We did a lot of canned foods. We did a lot of stuff that would stretch growing up. Um, And when I moved out on my own, when I was, I moved out when I was 18 to the next town over, which was the big city, Gainesville. (laughs) <laughs> um, had roommates in college. My roommates basically took me under their wing and taught me how to. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So she did okay. all the cooking and all the cleaning. I know to do laundry when I moved out. My roommates taught me how to do laundry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and don't like a lot of ve- didn't like a lot of vegetables. So that was something I did not eat for many years unless it was in something that people fed me. <laughs> It didn't. Um, and so when I moved out, I started eating all the food. I didn't get to eat at home. I started eating out a lot more because we didn't do that much growing up either. And, and I put on the freshman 15 and then the sophomore 10 and ended up where I'm where I was when I started losing weight last fall last summer at 278. Okay. I was 170 when I graduated from high school. I was still overweight in high school, but I was in a I was in good shape overweight, if that makes sense. Got it.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And um, so now last summer my doctor basically told me if you don't get your blood sugar down, you're gonna have to go on insulin in the next year. Mm. She's like, You need to lose weight, you need to clean up your diet some. So that was one of my big Impetus. And then when all the COVID stuff shut down, shut everything down, I started walking on my lunch break when I was working from home. So I started out by walking amazing three to four days a week. And then once our gyms reopened, I hired a personal trainer to work out with one day a week. Nice. I'm working out. I'm working out an average of two to three times a week. This is the most consistent I've ever been with working out. And I'm a little scared that I'm ne- not going to be able to keep it up.
0: <laughs> okay. That's that's a valid fear. Okay.
1: Because this is the most consistent I've ever been about working out. And I like it. And it's weird. And I, and I actually ate two salads yesterday, Jordan. I would have never done that before.
0: Let's go, Kimberly. <laughs> nice. That's amazing.
1: So... I, I still don't like a lot of vegetables but the ones I like I really like so I don't mind eating them every day
0: okay perfect so,
1: <laughs> but, but basically it's one of those when I emailed you I was in a not great spot where I was feeling like I was very stagnant and very that's why I just said kick, I need a kick in the ass yep yep yeah. <laughs> um and but I've kind of got kind of shaken myself off but everybody tells me you're doing such a great job but I feel like imposter syndrome, if that makes any sense. Cause yeah. it, Tell me about that. it just everybody tells me I do a that I'm doing a great job. I have such a great mindset about this. I don't let anything beat me up or take me down or anything. I seem like I'm on a fairly even keel most of the time. But really I'm not. The scale going up still freaks me out. Now it only freaks me out for about a minute or so and then I'm good but it still freaks me out <laughs> but, okay but but I give myself time to process it and then move on because I know it fluctuates and I know it that's just how it is
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah. doesn't
1: make it easy <laughs> um so yeah so I think it's just one of those It feels like everything's just going slower than I want it to. And I know that that is, that's the thing. It, that's how it always happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels, what happens is my body gets stuck. It feels like I'll get down, like when I was moving from 270 to 269, mm-hmm. I was trying to get the 270s for like three months. And then I finally got the 260s and then I've been fluctuating in the mid 260s. And can't get the two fifty nine. It's like my body gets stuck before I hit these milestones,
0: yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. gets
1: so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that that's really oh a lot of my thing. But yeah, my salad yesterday was baby spinach and spring mix with cucumbers and tomatoes and chicken.
0: That with sounds a, wonderful. With
1: zesty Italian.
0: Dressing. That's incredible. That's a great salad. Yeah, it was make that later this week. I love that.
1: I love cucumbers. They're like one of my fave. I was going to put bell pepper in there because I love green bell peppers too. But I'm like, but the cucumbers and the tomatoes are so good with this that I don't know if it needs the bell pepper. So I didn't put it in there. I'm going to have the bell pepper as a snack with hummus tomorrow when I'm at work.
0: Yes, let's go. (laughs) It's, you know, uh, In Israeli salad is literally, it's just cucumbers chopped up really like really small and diced and tomatoes chopped up really small and diced, put some olive oil and salt on top of it and a little bit of lemon. And that's literally Israeli salad. They don't have lettuce. They don't have anything else. It's just cucumbers, tomatoes. Salt, lemon, and some olive oil, and it's delicious.
1: That sounds like my kind of salad.
0: Give it a shot. It's super good. It's super easy to make.
1: I I make a um, a cucumber tomato salad that uses cherry tomatoes and the English cucumbers Mm. with um, what is it? With a um, with a vinaigrette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also has red onions in there. I put the onions in there because it gives it a good flavor. Even though I don't like onions, I just make the (laughs) onion chunks super big so I can pick them out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Super smart. So So, let me ask you this. Have you gone back to your doctor and gotten your blood sugar checked? Like, how's that going?
1: Yes, I went back this past week. My blood sugar went up a point, and my A1C went up 0.6 points.
0: Okay. Even though
1: I'm down like 15 pounds. Okay. Okay. But one of my weaknesses is regular soda. I don't like diet drinks.
0: Okay. And
1: it was also included the December timeframe, which I know I ate more sugar than I normally do mm, in December.
0: Yeah. She thinks totally.
1: it was the holidays that caused the um, The uptick. I have an appointment to go back in two months um, to get another A1C check.
0: I would... See. I would put money that if you continue the way you've been going, it'll be down significantly. Especially because now, what is that? It's what? It's February seventeenth today, and it's been about two months since you last got it checked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that you keep going the way you're going, it'll be down. Yeah, I actually
1: just got it checked um, last week, and I went to the doctor this past Saturday.
0: Oh, got it. Okay.
1: So I'm going. I'm gonna go back in two months. And okay. And then hopefully with an out, out, including December, because, you know, I, in December, I basically maintained, I didn't try to lose every December because I figured smart. that was an effort and futility. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Super smart and realistic as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I still worked out. Like when we were down, I actually went for a long walk when we were visiting my in-laws. I took a couple of long walks and got on my, got my steps in for the day and stuff. So good. Um, but yeah, so I'm really just trying to avoid type, type two is inevitable, unfortunately, because it runs on both sides of the family, mm-hmm. but the longer I can save it off, yeah, the better.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell me, uh, aside from that, sort of going back to what you were talking about earlier, is, is your biggest fear right now that you won't be able to stay consistent with the working out and the nutrition? Is that like what your biggest fear is?
1: I think so because it just is such a different thing for me. Because I'm fairly sedentary. I like to sit and read a lot or play on my iPad. Not, I've never been super
0: active. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now I like to walk and stuff. Like we used to have passes to Disney, and I'd walk all day. You know, we'd go to. If we used to live in Orlando, um, and. We'd go theme parking a lot. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. You
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but normally, I just have never been super active, was never a gym person. And now I'm like, want to go back and, sh- and shake my 20 year old self. Why didn't you use the free gyms at school?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so
0: but- how long have you been consistent for already?
1: I have been working out on a consistent basis since july
0: wow okay from july to february that's incredible
1: once a week because my i work with my trainer once a week i usually try to get in one or two times ideally three times a week Mm -hmm. sometimes it's only the one time but usually it's at least two and i'm starting to do three because i'm trying to do the challenges and stuff but like i've been unicorn strong and over the last like week month or so i've done an average of two weeks
0: but hey, I'm doing two a week, so oh my we're goodness, that's incredible. That's there. extraordinary. That's incredible. Like you look at what you were doing before, and then what you're doing now. This is this is a an extraordinary change. You should be very proud of yourself. Seriously, it's it's not a small feat by any sense in any sense of the word. It's it's extraordinary, and I'm beyond proud of you and very impressed. And um, I want to say a couple of things. Um, there's something about fear that I find very interesting, and, and this is something that I've learned from myself, but also from working and speaking with thousands and thousands of people. This is probably a very unpopular opinion, but I found it to be true. And I've found that fear is an extraordinary motivator and we see this for example like someone i don't know someone god forbid has a heart attack and the whole their whole life they didn't work out they didn't eat well they have a heart attack boom all of a sudden they see that their life is in danger and they make a huge change right like we see this on a consistent basis with people that their a, a certain fear becomes a reality in their life and then they make a huge change on the dime it's just like cold turkey everything changes the interesting thing that i found is that for the people who who have a certain fear underlying their reason why, they are exponentially more likely to be consistent and to to follow the path that is gonna lead them in the right direction. I'll even use myself as an example. I, I've recently spoken about a lot of my issues when I grew up, like I didn't have much money, my family did not have much money, like there's a huge, we'll call it a money problem, right? Like ever present, constantly a cloud over the house, over the family, over relationships, emotions, everything. And, um, every day there's always a fear, like every day in my life. And this is like something I've spoken about with my therapist on a consistent basis. There's a fear that I'll, I'll lose everything that I won't be able to keep making content. I won't be able to keep doing what I'm doing, but lo and behold, it's in this, this July, it'll be 10 years since I've been making content every single day, but every day I still have the fear. That I'm not going to be able to keep doing it. Every day there is the fear of how can I keep being consistent with this? How can this continue to work, right? So when you tell me that you've been not only consistent, but you've been progressively more and more consistent and adding more to what you're doing, there is not a doubt in my mind that you're going to continue on the right path. In, In large part, because there's that fear. And one of the things that that fear tells me is that you actually care, right? Like, you, if you didn't care if you were just nonchalant about this you're like yeah you know like i'm just doing it cuz like i do one time a week like if you didn't care then and there was no fear there then i don't think that there you would be very consistent with it but because there's there's a little fear there because you care so much i think you're going to be great with this like i there's not a doubt in my mind that fear tells me that you really care about it and that's what matters okay does that make that sense may-
1: It does, it does. And, and it's kind of cool. My husband's now working with a per with a personal trainer.
0: Amazing. Because
1: he saw what it was doing for me and everything. So that it's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) So not only are you changing yourself, but your impact is, is changing your husband and as a result, the whole environment that you live in is now changing to more health focused. That's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. The story was gets better also,
1: and better. He was also encouraged by his doctor because he's on like three different kinds of insulin and stuff right now because his type 2 was a little bit out of control. But the doctor said if he gets down to 210, he could probably come off of almost all of his medications.
0: Wow.
1: And that has put a serious fire under his ass.
0: <laughs> I love that. I, I, you know, it's funny. There's that that like feeling of competition, right? it's like, yeah, you, you have a number that you got to hit it, it, And I've spoken about this before. That little competition can really like light a fire under your ass to get things in check. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him for, for taking the steps and stuff. And he's been proud of me for the, cause I, I can lift, he's got a bad shoulder, so I can lift more than he can. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it while I can. <laughs> Let's go.
0: I love it. <laughs>
1: Cause our trainer, we're using the same trainer and he has us do workouts together once a month Nice. where we do like a, he does like a couples workout for us where we're interacting while we're working out and competing that's a little sweet. bit with each other.
0: That's sweet and very <laughs> smart. It sounds like a great coach.
1: Yeah. He's really good. He's been really impressed with your stuff too. Cause I've shown him some of the unicorn strong stuff and he, cause he's helped me work through the moves and stuff.
0: Mm. Oh, and amazing. he's
1: really impressed with your stuff too. So that's
0: awesome. That's great.
1: But yeah, I think, I think like, again, like I said, just a little bit of imposter syndrome and just, and you know, I'm dealing with a little bit of tendonitis in one of my elbows and I'm doing some stretches and it only flares up during certain moves. So I just go super low weight during those moves and mm-hmm. try to keep it to a, a minimum for those. But, but yeah, the, and the community is so great. The inner circle folks are awesome.
0: (laughs) They're, they're unbelievable. The encouragement and support continually blows me away every single day. It's, it's extraordinary.
1: Yeah. The, um, that was, I mean, I joined so I could, you know, have access to your and Susan's stuff and, but the community has been phenomenal. I'm on a part of a couple other fitness communities and they're both also great in their, in their way, but I don't know, something about the inner circle has just been really Really, you can ask a question, and usually within moments, there are <laughs> likes or comments or or yeah. what up there, which is fantastic.
0: Agreed, agreed. And, and I, I want to go back to to what you're saying about imposter syndrome, because it's real, right? It, imposter syndrome is real, and there's a reason why that we all know the name for it. It's re- there's a reason why it's such a common name, like imposter syndrome. You say it, and, and it's like everyone gets it. Oh yeah, I felt that. So, I don't I don't want you to feel like having imposter syndrome, and or having fear is a bad thing. This is this is one of the most important things I hope that that you can take from this discussion, is that recognizing you have imposter syndrome, recognizing you have this fear you can actually use it to your advantage and 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 it's probably actually a good thing cuz there's actually there there are levels to this right on one level you could have imposter syndrome and you could have this fear but you wouldn't recognize it right you wouldn't you wouldn't like for you to be able to recognize hey i'm having imposter syndrome hey i'm fearful of this you are already levels above the bottom level right because if you're just having imposter syndrome and you're having this fear and you're reacting totally emotionally and not logically then you're just Solely reacting to what you're feeling without being aware of it. So you've actually you're in a weird sort of meta way You're looking down on yourself Like you've pulled yourself out of yourself and you're like looking down on your thoughts and emotions and you're saying wow So I'm having imposter syndrome in this situation I'm fearful in this situation and now you're logically working through it and you can use it to your advantage that, that's the best part about, you can say like, listen, it's normal for me to feel this way. This isn't, this isn't weird. This isn't a bad sign. This is actually a good sign because it means I care. It means I'm a human being and you've changed your habits from the ones that were ingrained within you all your childhood, all your life to now as an adult, you're like making big changes. If you didn't have imposter syndrome, I'd say you were probably a psychopath. Like this is a really good thing. You're, you're very aware of what's going on and, and. As I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast before, other conversations. I'll tell you the truth. Like, if I think you're you're doing something bad, if I think that something wrong is going on, I'll tell you. I'll say, like, if I if I thought that you weren't going to be consistent, I'd say, Kimberly, I think you're probably not going to be consistent. But I mean it with every ounce of my being based on everything that you've said, based on all the steps that you've taken. There's not a doubt in my mind that not only will you continue to be consistent, but you will get more and more and more consistent. And I can already tell from the way you talk about it, from how you interact, like, you, you're enjoying it. You're, you're liking the process of it and even though the fear is still there that's a good thing because it means you care
1: yeah here's my calendar for this month already
0: wow let's go look at all those x's i love it
1: the x's are mainly for tracking my calories i don't i don't do my workouts with x's i just kind of Perfect. mark give myself a mark yep. but for me the calories have been the biggest bugaboo so I, I actually tell myself, okay, this is going to be a high day. This will be a low day because I'm doing the calorie recommendation for you at Unicorn Strong right now.
0: Amazing. amazing. So
1: that's what I'm doing, the uh, 11 and a half to 12 for my high days and yep. then 10 and a half to 11 for my low days.
0: Um, and how has that been? How have you been feeling with that?
1: It's, it's, it's good. Um, like a few days I've stayed – like yesterday I was well under my calories cause the two big salads with all the lean chicken <laughs> um, <laughs> You're full
0: from it. Right? <laughs>
1: right. I was actually, I was actually really good. I was able to, was able to have two pieces of toast last night for like a late snack at like ten thirty last night, which was really
0: yeah. good <laughs> at night. Are you crazy? <laughs> I know. Right. I love carbs
1: at night. Carbs are, I love carbs anytime. Amen. Don't, don't get me Amen. <laughs> wrong. I, I tried doing paleo and I was so bad at it. So, so bad at paleo. <laughs>
0: I think almost anybody who tries paleo is bad at paleo. It's a very, very strict regimen. It's hard to follow for a it's long like period of time. It's basically
1: meat and veggies. That's yeah. pretty much all you eat. I'm just like, I, I-, I need bread. Sorry, <laughs> I-, I can't. Bread, I could give up rice, but bread and pasta... Listen. And What's no, funny to me that. is
0: like they've created all these products that are like quote unquote paleo approved and they have like paleo bread and they have like paleo pot. I'm like, what, what is this? Like, this is just, all a marketing ploy. Just, just like eat, eat bread. real bread. <laughs> exactly.
1: And one of my, I listen to a lot of, I'm a huge college football fan. So that's okay. one of my things I, I, I listen to. And one of the, one of the guys has people on his show. And then on Fridays, they talk about food. And he asked for like one piece of advice and one guy said buy the good bread. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually really good life
0: advice. Use the good bread. That's true. So cool. <laughs> you, you can never go wrong with buying the good bread and buying the good toilet paper. Right. Oh, those yes. are two things you always just get quality on those. Super important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I um I've been trying to do a lot of thought work with my with my weight loss journey and with my working out and stuff. um, I don't know if you've heard of Corinne Crabtree.
0: I have not. I'm sorry.
1: She does. um, She lost 100 pounds by not doing a lot of the traditional diet stuff. She basically decided instead of having eating out the box of ice cream at night, I'm going to put my ice cream in a bowl. And then she slowly changed her habits and stuff and did a lot of the thought work about why she was emotionally eating why she was doing the stuff and she's a big fan of doing mind work and planning your meals I love so, that So I um, absolutely love that she doesn't do calorie counting but basically totally you plan your meals out you eat a lot of fruits and veggies and um and, and just do the thought work okay I ate over my plan last night. Why did I eat over my plan? Mm-hmm. What was my thought process? Was I emotionally eating? Was it because I had a bad day? And her podcast is really helping. And then yours is just the very you no know, nonsense. Hey, you fucked this up. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs>
0: yeah, one of the things, just going back to her podcast and her thought work, I I love that. I, I love that. And I would tell me if I'm wrong. I would imagine that it's part of it. Like, let's say you, you eat more than you should one night, right? Like, why did I do that? What was the reasoning behind it? And then what do I do moving forward? Right? Like, what are, what are we thinking about now? And I think that's the part it's in, it's super important to understand why you did it to understand like what was going on mentally, emotionally, environmentally, what was happening to cause that to happen. And then equally important to say, Hey, what am I going to do now? Like, am I going to use that as a justification to just say, screw it and completely go off track for the rest of the day? Or am I going to get myself under control? You know, what you said right early in the call, I love this. You were talking about early in the call, how you were saying like, things aren't as good as people think because, you know, you still let the scale affect you. And then you said that, well, you you know, you have it for a minute. And then after, after the minute's gone, you feel good. And you almost said that so nonchalantly as though it was not a big deal, but that is a huge deal because most people who have a negative relationship with the scale, they step on the scale, see a number they don't like. It's not just a minute, Kimberly. It is a, an all day thing. And the whole day is dictated by what that number says. So for you to be, to step on the scale See a number that maybe you you don't like, have an emotional reaction, and then get control of that emotion and say, okay, it is what it is, on to the next, and here we go. That is impressive. That is incredibly high-level thinking. That is an incredible relationship with the scale. And this is something Susan and I both say all the time. The goal isn't to be emotionless. Right. The goal isn't to step on the scale without an emotion. The goal is to step on the scale, and the goal is to be logical about the emotions that you subsequently have as quickly as possible. That's what the goal is—not to to be an emotionless like. This is where like uh we see this in politics all the time, right? Like some some people on politics and, and are like, well, it's just it's all about it's all about the facts, and then the other people on the other side are like, well, it's all about the feelings, and it's like there's both involved. It's, it's facts and feelings. They're both important emotions and facts. They are both matter. Same thing here. you the emotions that you're having are super, super important. Same with the, the, the logical side of it. And I'm not saying to choose one or the other, just be aware of them both and learn how to use them to your advantage. And it sounds like you're doing an amazing, amazing job with that through your thought work and through being very objectively aware.
1: Yeah, it's, It's been a process, let me tell you. This did not come about, like, overnight, obviously. But between listening to yours and Susan's podcast and Corinne's podcast and then just, you know reading a lot online and talking with my friends or some of my online friends are going through the same journey I am I do challenges on reddit they have it challenges on reddit
0: Very and cool. I found
1: a really good community that's why I did that virtual 5k that was with that group oh,
0: that's why I did okay. that walk okay. on yeah, Sunday yeah. that
1: I told you about during the Monday chat
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: um and It's been super good having a community that I can talk to about stuff, about things. Because all of my friends, you know, most most of them them have either tried to lose weight or have lost weight, put weight on, and all that kind of stuff. But people don't always want to talk about that. So it's nice having a community I can pop online and ask questions to or just vent about stuff.
0: (laughs) Can I say something, Kimberly? And I I don't want to... Keep saying this and, and, and have it lose its meaning because it's true. You impress me so much. Like, you need to know that you what you've done is, and this is just another example of it, you've found a number of communities for you to be a part of to help support your goal. This is something that. I think is we all hear this is the most cliche thing in the world, right? It's like who you surround yourself with, da, 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 da. Like you're, you're the average of the five people you're surrounding yourself with, blah, 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 blah. I know that's cliche sayings, but also it, it's true. And what you've done that most people don't do is you've gone out of your way to find communities to be a part of, to surround yourself with people and ideas and environments that are going to help you along your journey. Uh, it's incredibly impressive. It, it's really remarkable. And and it sounds like it's something small. But many, many, many small things add up to something huge. And, and that's what you're doing. You've joined one group, joined another group, joined another group, listen to this podcast, listen to that, po- that podcast. This group has challenges for you. This group is good for answering questions. This group is good for a community. Like you're helping your husband. He's doing it now. Like you've literally built the the perfect environment that is completely and utterly self- constructed. You've built it yourself. It's amazing to see.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't really think it was anything special, but you know, now that you're talking, about, I'm like, wait, I did do all these cool things.
0: I did do that. And I did that as well. I mean, it's, it's funny because when you talk about it and when you really break it down, the, you are, you're building a a bulletproof vest, if you will, like a bulletproof vest to, to like, all, all through, all through the day, all through the week, all through the month, all through the year, there's like these bullets being fired at you. Like, be inconsistent here, be inconsistent here, be in, and every bullet is an opportunity to throw you off track. But every time you do something else to reinforce this vest, to join another community, be not just join, but act, be active in the community. I see you active in the inner circle. You're inner, you're active all the time. You're answering, asking questions. You're in my Monday lives every single time. Like, you're, you're act, you're doing these challenges on Reddit. You're listening to these podcasts. You're reinforcing this bulletproof vest so something that might have gotten through the vest before now it just stops it just stops you've got this like bulletproof vest body armor that there's not a question in my mind that you're not going to be consistent not a question in my mind because you've built this bulletproof vest that is just getting more and more and more thick and reinforced with your ability to keep moving forward no matter what
1: yeah that's i've used I've always been more of a big picture and lacking a follow through. So that's kind of cool seeing that I can follow through on commitments I've made to myself. And if I don't follow through quite as much, like ideally, I'd love to work out three times a week. I'm working out consistently two times a week right now. So we're getting there. We're going to be at three times a week soon. But right now I'm consistently doing twice a week. So we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs>
0: And before that you were doing once a week, and before so, that you were doing no times a week, so I mean it, the progression is is incredible
1: um and I, I like I said, I just am I'm just still trying to figure it all out. I know i don't have all the answers yet, and I'm never going to have all the answers because well, you never do have all the answers
0: that's exactly right
1: The best you can do is is learn as much as you can and just keep plugging along i guess
0: amen so i love it is 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 there anything else that that you wanted to chat about is there anything else i can help you with
1: um i struggle with balance Okay. doing stuff i've got bad ankles i have rolled my ankles more times than i i'm i'm mostly flat-footed okay i have very little arch on one foot and hardly any arch on the other okay and that leads to me rolling my ankles like Mm -mm. my tendons on my ankles have to be so screwed up at this point just not even funny so I have some issues with some of the like Bulgarian split squats are hard Um, for me um I tend to do those without weight and I know I don't get the full knee bend but I do as much as I can because I'm like Trying to do it and not getting down as far is still better than not doing it
0: at all. Amen. And, and you don't Just, need the weight to start. You, you, there, right. You don't need the weight to start. Absolutely not.
1: And then some of a couple of the others I struggle with are some of the, the lunges, like the forward lunge. I don't even do those anymore. I can do the reverse lunge. Okay. And I'm And I've gotten to where I can actually do those with a little bit of weight now.
0: So, nice.
1: Um, but would working on the ankle mobility stuff help with my ankle that's in the um that's in the inner circle stuff, the ankle mobility things that you have? Or is there something that you would recommend to maybe strengthen my ankle or my balance and stuff?
0: You know, so it's a great question and I'm really glad you brought it up. Um, I don't think the ankle mobility stuff is what you need. And, and the reason I say that is this is gonna be a, a big generalization but the concepts hold true generally speaking we have mobility and we have stability and, and they work in tangent but they they're almost opposites in a sense right. they, they, you need you need both but they're almost opposites and if you look at our joints we have like if you a joint by joint you'll see some joints require more mobility and other joints require more stability so for example the ankle generally needs more mobility and we're going to go back to uh to to what I to your question in a second. Ankle generally needs more mobility. The knee generally needs more stability cuz it's already a very um, a mobile joint. So in order to protect it it generally needs more stability. The hip generally needs more mobility. And then we go up to the we have like the low back it needs more stability, the shoulder it needs more mobility. So you go joint by joint, right? And as you progressively go up it interestingly it also alternates. Right? Mobility, stability, mobility, stability, mobility, stability.
1: Which kind of makes sense.
0: Which makes total sense. It protects the body. If you've consistently rolled your ankles, odds are, as you're saying, your ligaments, they, they might be stretched out. And that's what happens like when you roll, so like you roll something, you sprain something over and over and over again, it, you get more and more likely to re-injure it in the same way because you've already rolled it. And oftentimes it will stretch it out and it's weaker. So when I see something like an ankle or a shoulder that consistently gets strained, oftentimes it's not the mobility that needs to be dressed, it's the stability of it. So for your ankle specifically, what I would encourage you to do is, it's funny you bring this up the day after I posted that BOSU ball video. Um, <laughs> I, 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 would,
1: <laughs> I went to a personal trainer. I went to a physical therapist and she had me try to balance on one of those and I can't do idea. it at all. I terrible could not do it at all. So instead she had me like sit on this like little foam board thing that was a little mm. bit. It was it, soft it, and cushy, but it wasn't – and I was able to do that a little bit better. But was that was it blue? It was blue, yeah.
0: It's called an AirX pad. That's actually a great idea. It's much safer. But before we even do that, because the AirX pad – I actually think it's it's a great idea. that, And a lot of people ask me, because they'll say things like, well, you know, I went to my physical therapist and they had me stand on the Bosu ball for ankle stability. And, and I always say, well, instead of standing on a wobbly ball, why don't you just stand on this Airex pad, which is like just a couple inches above the ground. If you fall off, then you just put your other foot down and you're completely safe. And it's just, it's slight wobbling. It's not a lot of it. It's just yeah. slight. It's just because it's a little bit of a squishy surface. Um, I would encourage you to first start with just holding your balance on one foot for 10, 15, 20 seconds at a time. So you could, you don't need a Do a lunge. You don't need to do a squat. You can literally just stand right where you are in place if you want to stand next to a wall or a banister so you can hold on to it if you need to. Just hold, try and 10 seconds on one foot and try and grip the floor with your foot. Try and think of your your feet like a hand, like sort of like a a monkeys. They have uh, feet for hands type of thing. Try and grip the floor with your foot and what that's going to do is it's going to strengthen what's called the intrinsic muscles of your feet. And you'll get more stability from there, right? So you, you try and grip the floor with your foot. You hold that. We'll call it for 10 seconds per foot. You do that. You do three sets per day. You can do it when you wake up. You can do it at lunch. You can do it when you go to, before you go to bed, whenever you want, and hold it for 10 seconds. I'd say do that for a week. Once you can get 10 seconds every single time, move it up to 15 seconds. Once you can get 15 seconds every time, then move it up to 20 seconds, all the way up to one minute. Once you can get to one minute without having to hold onto a banister, without having to put your foot down on each side, then you can progress to something like that AirX pad where it's slightly unstable. Still very safe, but slightly unstable, and then you go back to the 10 seconds again and work your way back up. I guarantee you that if you can hold for one minute on an axe pad, your ankle stability will be tremendously strong. You you will probably not struggle or suffer much with rolling your ankles anymore because you've just progressively overloaded your ankle, your, your, your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments. You've progressively overloaded it over the course of... Three, five, six, 10 months, however long it takes to then withstand that. So you have the strength and you have the endurance of your ankles and, and sort of going back to something that people ask me all the time, progressive overload. Most people think of progressive overload as always just lifting more weight. But this is the perfect example of you're progressively overloading the tendons and the ligaments and the, and the, the muscles in your feet, it's not by lifting more weight, just by increasing the time under tension and then adding the air X pad on top of it. And I mean, when in life are you really standing on something like that? I mean, I do in jujitsu because we're on that mat, maybe someone in gymnastics, but realistically, if you can hold yourself for a minute on an air X pad, you're good. Like you, you, your ankles will be very, very strong.
1: Okay. That sounds something that I can definitely do. So I should be doing this while I'm barefoot and not so much in a regular shoe.
0: Correct. You do not want to be in a regular shoe because okay. if you're in the shoe, it, it's, you basically, especially like a, a running shoe where like it has a really squishy bottom, you're, that's designed to, a, a running, a squishy running shoe that's designed to absorb the force of the ground reaction forces going into your body. right? Right. So, so we want to take that away. Because when you take that away, now your foot will be flat against the ground, and you can use the muscles of your feet to grip the floor, and that's what's going to allow the muscles in your ankle and your tendons and your ligaments to actually get stronger. If it's in the boot, if it's in the shoe, it's not going to be as effective.
1: That makes sense. That that makes a lot of sense. I actually have written that down. I've been taking notes.
0: I've seen it. I love it. <laughs> Very diligent. I love it.
1: I love it i work in a i have a master's in library and information studies so research is what i do (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's amazing
1: i I work at georgia Tech in the library there
0: very cool so i love that
1: yeah it's my it's it's i've been there for just over five years
0: so that's amazing That's amazing. And I bet a lot of your colleagues, as you progress through your journey, are going to be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, I need help with this. Like, that'll be really cool to see. I've
1: chatted with a couple of them about it. Like, one of my coworkers, she bikes to work. She lives, like, three and a half miles from campus, and she bikes to work. Um, So I've been telling her about my – because I'm walking – when I go into campus, which I do three days a week, and then I work from home. Days a week. This is one of my work-from-home days. That's why I wanted to make sure I did it on Tuesday (laughs) or Wednesday, because then I wouldn't have to try to juggle work in yep, the yep. office and everything so um but i'm now my bus lets me off a mile from campus so i'm doing a two miles of walking wow. every day i go to campus Are and i've serious? gotten to where i can do that walk in around 20 minutes 20 to 22 minutes
0: that's amazing and you do that so, twice a day
1: yeah on three days a week
0: that's no joke that's that's yeah. legit walking that's amazing
1: Yeah, and have you have you
0: noticed like you feel better like mentally? Have you?
1: It's that's one of my times I listen to my pod. That's when I get a lot of my podcast listening. I love it. It's on my bus ride into work, and then on my walk in. Um, But yeah, it's that's done because I was a little concerned in the evening because I have I get out of work at six o'clock. My bus leaves there at six twenty nine, and I was initially concerned I couldn't cover this. The distance and time, mm-hmm. and I have gotten to where no problems at all doing it. I'm usually there that. by 25 after at the latest.
0: Look so, at that! <laughs> so I love that.
1: So, so my functional fitness has has improved. If that makes sense,
0: I would say your fitness has improved just overall, like everything, and, and by functional in terms of what you need for a day-to-day life. Absolutely. But I mean, I just think you've improved period. Like you've overall improved your strength, your endurance, your conditioning. Look at that muscle. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that.
1: I actually up my bench press today to 70 pounds.
0: Shut up. Are you serious?
1: I went from 65 to 70 today.
0: Oh my gosh. That's incredible. So how many reps did you get?
1: Uh, I just did the the six in the three sets.
0: So you did seventy pounds for six reps for three sets. Mm-hmm. That all right. So you want to see something cool? I'm gonna do something really quick. I'm gonna pull up my calculator. So, so I'm I suck with math. Excuse me. So seventy times six times three. Okay. Hold on. Seventy times six times three equals. Okay. So this is something really cool. There's uh, a term in in weightlifting called tonnage. Okay. And tonnage tells you how much total weight you lifted in any given session. And especially for higher level elite weightlifters, it becomes very important to track your total tonnage because it will show you when, um, Maybe maybe you can expect to have a down week, for example. Maybe when you might be overtraining, when like you just put yourself under a tremendous amount of stress over the last week. So maybe you want to take a lighter week the following week because you just put yourself under a huge amount of stress. So I just calculated your tonnage for that workout just from the bench press alone, never mind whatever else you did in the workout. You lifted 1,260 pounds in that one workout, Kimberly. 1,000... 200 and how crazy is that
1: it doesn't it doesn't feel like a lot when you're doing it but when you um my fitness pal will calculate your tonnage in workouts mm-hmm. if you put, if that. you put your workouts in my fitness pal it does those calculations about how much total weight you lifted over wow. the session If you put your weights in
0: good on my fitness pal i did not know they've improved dramatically i love hearing that
1: and it's in the free version too. I don't use it anymore. I use Lose It because I track my workouts on. I'm using the 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 IC app now. How do you like I was, it? I like it, but I had to skip a workout and it hasn't figured out that I skipped that because it keeps trying to take you back to the one I skipped.
0: <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> so good feedback. I'm going to put,
1: I'm going to, I hadn't put a note in for Alex yet. Cause I'm like, well, maybe this is something that it's just a me thing. No, this seems to be pretty consistent. Let me put it, I'll put a note in the feedback thing. Cause Alex, cause Alice, yeah, Alex put up a feedback.
0: Yes. Post. yes. Got so I'm going to go yep.
1: find, find that feedback post and put that in there. But I how,
0: how has the app been otherwise? Like any, any negative it's issues with great. it?
1: It's great. And I gave her a suggestion about. When you do an alternate exercise, being able to track your weight for that alternate exercise.
0: Bet, got like it. Like instead I of doing
1: chin-ups, if you do the lat pull-down instead, yep. you can't track your weight for the lat pull-down.
0: So it. So it's nice okay. to be able to track
1: the lat pull-down weight.
0: This is amazing feedback. So, this is amazing.
1: That is something I did tell her in that feedback post. So okay. she knows perfect. about that one and she's like, ooh, that's a great idea. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. Amazing. Thank you, Kimberly. That's awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's been, this has been, I just actually re-upped my, um, my three months, re-upped um, the 10th. So.
0: <laughs> with the Inner Circle. Amazing. Yeah. That makes me super happy. Kimberly, it, it's been a pleasure seeing you on, on the live calls I do in the Inner Circle every Monday. It's been great, but this has been a blessing. It's been wonderful to get to speak with you and to, to hear about your progress. Uh, please, please, please. Keep me updated with how everything is going, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, all right?
1: Thank you. You and too. And tell Tar- your husband
0: I say hello, by the way.
1: Will do. Do you have another minute or so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: What's going on? Yeah.
1: So I know my husband has a, shoulder, a bad shoulder. He fell okay. when he was in high school and partially dislocated it. Okay, and that shoulder has been super weak ever since. Okay, he's done stuff to try to strengthen it, but it is definitely much weaker than his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Then it's his right shoulder, of course, because he's right-handed. Um, is there so for him? I think it definitely needs the more of more strengthening, and st-
0: mm, he needs, he needs some
1: mobility and stability. because mm, yes, he, he can't fully. Like he can only lift it like partial. He can't do like a full straight up extension on it.
0: Yep, yep, And if
1: he tries to do a side plank, it just totally collapses on him.
0: Got it. Okay. So
1: he needs like the mobility. And is there something I could do to help him with that? Yes. Any exercise recommendations? I could, I know it's not for me, but yes, him being able to do stuff and be able to keep up a quality of life because of his shoulder would be really good.
0: Absolutely. So, so it's a great question, and I'll give you a, a comprehensive answer, okay? okay. So the, the first thing I want you to do is in the inner circle in your members portal, in the manuals tab, there is a manuals tab. There's a manual called Bulletproof Shoulders.
1: Okay, yeah. I had pulled that, but I hadn't really looked at it yet. But
0: Definitely dive into that because it's going to explain and have videos for some of the things I'm about to tell you as well. Okay. Um, so definitely, definitely use that. The, I,
1: I will grab that and print that out.
0: You're 100% correct that he needs mobility and stability. There's no question about it. The the distinction here is usually the mobility required for a shoulder is actually not needed in the shoulder joint, rather it's needed in what's called the thoracic spine, which is your upper back, okay? And just for, if you want to try this, you can try this with me right now. So just sitting down right now, what I want you to do is hunch your back over like like Quasimodo. Yeah, hunch it over. Now, from there, keeping your back hunched, try and raise your arm overhead. Doesn't go too far, right? Now- Sit, sit up straight for me. Yeah, there we go. Now, bring your arms overhead. See how much easier it is? Yeah, it's much- a lot easier. Way easier. And so what this shows is you have the shoulder mobility, but if your upper back isn't in the right position and or you don't have the upper back mobility, your shoulders will inherently be limited. So. The first thing he's gonna do is some upper back mobility work. It's called T-spine work. So T-spine extension rotations, T-spine extensions, uh, and all of these videos are both in the Inner Circle Database as well as in the Bulletproof, manual, Bulletproof Shoulders Manual. So that's the first thing he'll do. You always wanna do mobility before stability because if you train your stability before you have the mobility to do it, then you're just training the current range of motion that you have. So you always do the mobility first, then you do the stability. And then for the stability work, Number number one, I would have him do uh, scapular wall slides. Videos of that are in the inner circle and that manual. I would have him do band pull-aparts. Super super helpful. And also, I'm sure your your coach that you work with knows all of these. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, band pull-aparts, so uh, scapular wall slides and band pull-aparts. I would say are probably the two best ones to begin with. So t spine extension rotation. I'm just I'm gonna just give give two really comprehensive exercises. T-spine extension rotation, three sets of 10 per side, band pull-aparts, three sets of 10. If he does that on a daily basis, he'll be in a great position within a month.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Cool? Yes. Very cool. Like I said, thank you for taking the time, Jordan. I know you're super busy with the book and everything coming out and stuff. It's my,
0: my <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, please keep me updated with your progress and your husband's progress. I want to hear about it on the next live call on Monday, okay? So keep me updated, okay? Will do. Thank you, Kimberly. Have a wonderful day. You too, Jordan. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to talk with you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes. Seriously, those have been helping a ton and it means the world to me. And if you would like to join the Inner Circle, have access to the Bulletproof Shoulders Manual and all of the the workouts, the database, and the group community, you can join at www.sfinnercircle.com or the link in the description. Have a wonderful day.